0: Meow, no, meow, no. the kaiju transmissions podcast look at that i am your co-host kyle bird and with me i have uh my my co-host matt parmley how are you matt
1: i'm good how are you
0: uh i'm doing well i am doing well uh and uh we have uh returning guest host uh kevin is in the house how you doing
2: Greetings, salutations, and uh welcome to your own show, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um all right. Well, uh you know, we'll we'll cut right to uh the chase if you have uh not noticed. This episode is about something called the men who made Ultraman. Uh we will talk about what that is in just a moment. Um but uh Exciting piece of news that, uh, we can kinda, uh, gush about for a second here is our friends at SRS Cinema have announced they will be releasing, a uh, Blu-ray of the rarely seen Korean kaiju movie, Monster Wang Magui, Mingwa, Mei, Wang, Magui, Wang Magui, uh, pick a pronunciation because I don't know what one it is. <laughs> um, and uh correct me if I'm wrong. If if people don't know what that is, that was Kevin, what was this before Yongari? What year was that?
2: Uh this is nineteen sixty seven. It was basically um you know how the Asylum, you know, will put out like Transmorphers a week before Transformers comes out or mm-hmm. at least you know, my, my current references to things from, you know, 15 years ago. Um, this was a kind of getting on the ground floor uh, before Yongari came out. Is the kind of, like, big budget uh, kaiju thing. Like, another studio putting out their own kaiju movie uh, very shortly before that. Uh, that said, uh, Wong Magwai had uh, some... You know decent looking effects from what we've seen of it uh I know for a while it had a record for the most extras that had been used in a movie, uh which was pretty uh impressive from from that perspective uh but uh yeah, the producers of Yungari actually sued them for like
3: coming into the market <laughs> um, and
0: uh for decades uh it was thought to be lost um and then uh I I don't I don't know the exact story here, you know, maybe um maybe there's more information out there I haven't seen, uh maybe there'll be some information uh, in on on the on the disc that we don't know. I'm not sure, but uh um uh I think in the 2000s, I want to say it was in the 2000s, um a print of it was found and uh the Korean Film Archive um uh had had found found it and it's played at some film festivals and stuff over there and I know supposedly uh if you live over there or I guess if you're visiting <laughs> um you can you can make an appointment with the Korean Film Archive to 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 watch it um but regardless uh I it's it's a movie that I I don't think any of us really thought we would ever uh see I and uh, I know a couple years ago um when srs someone had asked ron or uh, maybe avery um their publicist uh if they you know tried to get it they said that the 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 company that owned the movie weren't interested in in, in distributing it for whatever reason <laughs> um but I, I guess you know uh after a few more years of back and forth uh, they managed to to snag it from them um and this is first time it's been released on home video uh the first time it'll be seen outside of uh um south korea i think um so uh yeah it's it's pretty exciting um i mean it's a, i don't i don't remember the i don't remember where i i heard about it for the first time probably i don't know it's probably on a forum or something somewhere but uh
2: it's um, <laughs> a bit of the rounds when there that there's a three pack of figures of Korean kaiju, mm-hmm. and Pulgasari and Wong Magwai. And a lot of people, were what's, what's Wong Magwai?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That toy, you, you see that every now and then. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, the movie, even if the movie's terrible, who knows? Uh, I, I think it's really exciting that it's going to be out here.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's interesting that it, uh, that it got licensed cause that, already kind of clears up some there have been lots of speculation about like, well, why don't they want to license it? Maybe the print's not in good enough shape and like, no, we know the print is in good enough shape and, and then there was I was thinking, well maybe they had some unlicensed music cues or footage or something, but um if they're licensing it now, that's that's not what the, the hold up was. So uh it's uh interesting to kind of play this uh speculation game when we don't know all of the inside baseball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's uh, uh, I, whatever it is. They they to to work it out.
1: I can confidently say that this is going to make up for Zilla Foot and Konga TNT. So SRS is back in my good graces after having to endure those two films.
0: Well, uh, this is the yeah. price that, you know, we pay if we if we want more of this, you know, we're going to get more of that. <laughs> that's just that that's just how it is. They <laughs> they got a a business model to sustain and uh <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, if they keep giving us stuff like this and howl from beyond the fog and the idol, I mean, hey, go for it.
2: It's a it's alchemic, uh equivalent exchange, like how many, you know, uh, <laughs> Well, I don't want to say anything bad about any particular titles, but you 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 can guess the ones that. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how many of them do you need to, to get to, you know suddenly salvage a Korean movie like uh, War of the God Monsters or something that we never thought we'd see?
0: Yeah, and from what I understand, whatever whatever they had to do to work it work this out cost a pretty penny. Uh, so you know, again, that's why I I I try to. Support these guys when, when, you know, when I can. And, um, I mean, I, I think it's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, within, within the next two years or so, you could theoretically be walking in Walmart and <laughs> buy a, a copy of, uh, <laughs> Wang
3: Magwai with your, you know, groceries or whatever. Like, that's, that's really trippy. Um... But yeah, I'm uh I'm excited for that. Um I don't think there's
0: really anything else for us to to get into on the the news front here. Um So uh
3: let's get so into the things we
0: didn't think we'd see subtitled <laughs> anytime
2: soon.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Kind of out of nowhere it seems um I think I think technically this uh fan sub that uh we watched has been around for a year or two uh by a, I don't know it seems like a pretty small little community of fan subbers that mostly do anime I'm not sure what possessed them to do this but it wound up on YouTube um uh within the last month or so um and that's a movie called The Men Who Made Ultraman from nineteen eighty nine. Um and uh this is more or less a straight to video um biopic uh about um the creation of the original Ultraman series, uh and more specifically um the director Akio Jisoji's um I guess role in it in its development and making it. Um however, all the names have been changed uh for this uh movie uh probably maybe partially because it's it's not it doesn't seem like it's the most historically accurate um this is one that i i always wanted to see um and uh part of that part of that is because i'd always read it, it was directed by Akio Jisoji and i really like his work and i was i always thought oh wow you know it must be really fascinating to uh to watch a movie that's basically a biopic directed by the guy that it's about. Um, And then, of course, you know, a minute and 30 into the opening credits of this, it's like, oh, well, never mind, because he didn't direct this at all. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. This is just where translated information gets messed up. Um, Yeah. Uh,
2: So this was... um you said it was direct video this was actually a tv movie
0: ah okay straight to tv uh, you get, then you
2: get kind of the, the commercial bumps <sighs> in the middle of it uh when it flashes up the you know the the name of the drama and stuff so you will see that if you are watching
0: okay um and i'd previously seen clips from it in uh there's a a subtitled documentary on youtube about the making of ultraman and um uh, instead of archive footage they typically show footage from this um Anyway, so Akio Josoji from what I understand, he was kind of um a consultant or kind of uh, you know, script approver or something on this project, but uh he did not direct it, he did not write it. Um if anything, maybe you could say he's a bit of a producer, a co-producer or something, but it was directed by a guy named uh Takamichi Yamada. Um I don't know anything about this guy <laughs> is this someone that you're from is this someone we should know kevin or
2: uh i don't i don't know for sure uh i can I can google really sure- uh quickly, but he's not one of those names that is ringing
3: uh breaking a particular bell so
0: yeah um anyway so uh this is more or less tracking um the development of Ultraman from uh basically uh it seems like at the point where this story picks up, they know they wanted to do a sequel to Ultra Q and uh I think they're they they've pretty much kind of decided they want it to be a superhero show. And then they bring in this young director named uh uh they call him Hai Chan and uh he was recently um let go from another series because he closed it out with a snowfall um and uh it wasn't it it, it wasn't uh meant to be a winter scene the snow was meant to be some kind of um symbolic kind of artsy thing um, now that is true, I think. That that did happen to him.
2: Yeah, this this is all based on Jisoji's biography, like his autobiography, so I'm sure that um anecdotes like that would, yeah. would definitely uh come through.
0: Um I know we've talked about Jisoji before, but um but he, he did have the tendency to do those things because he was uh he was primarily a maker of art films. Um, and he, he, you know, as a young director, he got a lot of jobs doing, you know, these superhero shows and stuff, but, um, his filmography is probably mostly like artsy kind of independent dramas and, uh, and things like that. Um, that's why his Ultraman episodes are always like super weird. It would be like if David Lynch just started directing like episodes of like Miss Marvel or something. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, uh, he, uh, wound up meeting with, um, I forget the character's name, but I know it's supposed to be one of the Subaraya sons.
2: Yeah, it's the, the character is named Ichiro and the person is Hajime. Uh, this, this, the whole movie kind of like, messed with me because it's one of those deals where you can tell exactly who everybody is
3: supposed to be, but they have these pseudonyms. Yeah, yeah, so same it's, here. It, it's it's like... Uh, if you're watching a movie about the Civil War in the United States and you have uh,
2: President Adam Liams frees all the slaves, and you're like,
3: what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. No. It's it's super weird uh, feeling. Like. Or, or, yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be like like watching a movie about the Beatles, but like they're all named like Tom, John. Uh, wait, there is a John. <laughs> anyway, they'd all name something else. Um. And from there, it's really just kind of his struggles uh, as I guess. Um, I guess a different type of director than what they're used to. Um, and that's, that. that's where I think it, it takes a lot of, uh, liberties with, um, the actual history. Um, a, a lot of this movie is, uh, um, about the development of the, the c episode, um, which, uh, in this, they make it seem like that's the first episode that, that he had directed and also um, it seems to kind of give him a little more credit, like, with the story. I, I I don't, did he, I mean, I don't know, Kevin, do you know if he actually was involved in, like, the the story for that one?
2: Uh, for that one, I'm not as sure about, but he had, uh, had involvement in, in the story for previous episodes, so you know, him developing the story as a director,
3: um, is not, uh, uh, is not unprecedented, but yeah, the, the way that this movie runs, you'd
2: think
0: that there aren't screenwriters, right? (laughs) (laughs) As if, as if the writers of these shows aren't already like the most like unsung (laughs) heroes that keep it, keep it moving. Um, but yeah, a lot of conflict because uh his, the his I guess the special the guy the the special effects director, which I guess I think is it Takano in this?
2: Yeah, the Ta- character is, is Takata, but it's clearly supposed to be Takano.
0: Yeah. But but it's also uh you were saying um it's also supposedly based more on uh Ara- Sadamasa Arakawa.
2: Yeah, that's that's what Wikipedia was saying that there is some um, that some of the, uh, some of the stuff that goes on with them arguing, um, was, uh, just so he actually argued about with Arakawa instead, so they kind of, like, combined the two or something.
0: Um, uh, but I, I know that that, that episode wasn't one that Arakawa did, at least from what well, I was I, able to find out. Yeah, um, they
2: never, uh, in credits-wise, collaborated on an episode.
0: Yeah, so. um... But, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 one of the main driving conflicts is that he doesn't think a monster should be sympathetic, um, and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's filming, uh, you know, monster rampage scenes, um, you know, instead of what is scripted, which is, you know, the, you know, oh, you know, he's all sad and just trying to get home stuff, and, um, and uh so uh, things like that are kind of you know the drive driving the uh i guess the the plot forward um is uh you know he's kind of this underdog whose ideas are just too good and no one likes them and then you know eventually they he gets to try him and everyone's like oh it's it's great um, it's all the ideas in this movie,
2: like yeah. <laughs> Ultraman, Schwach, Ultraman being named Ultraman, it's all jisoji,
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think jisoji came up with Schwach or uh, the name <laughs>
3: Ultraman. Um, uh. Anyway, um,
0: I mean, I, I I'm sure we'll kind of break it down a little bit more, um, but
3: uh, so, um. How did you guys uh, feel about the 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 film?
1: So I enjoyed it a fair amount. Um, of course, like we're, I'm fascinated by how any, like any, th- any of the stuff comes together. So kind of even getting sort of a fabricated or like exaggerated way to, to watch like the show come together and to see some of the politics behind the scenes and how people would disagree about what should be and how things should be filmed. Um, I honestly, I did find that fascinating. Also, I I got a chuckle when like they were hanging Ultraman from the rafters as he's almost burning to death. Like, did that, that really was...
3: happen? That's not an anecdote that I'd heard before. Yeah. But Ultraman is usually
2: not as well documented as like the Toho stuff. Yeah. So
3: someone
0: would possible. have to ask Ben Feruya, I guess. Right.
1: Like, did they burn him to death? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I think some of the coolest stuff is like when they recreate some of the tokusatsu said pieces and kind of show you like how it might've been filmed. I always, again, I find that stuff really fascinating. What I also like is that these feel like real characters. Like, I mean, they're not just like, yes, they're standing in for other people, but like they felt real and believable. And the kind of disagreements that they had were like, okay, I can see sort of both sides of it. Even if one person is coming off as a jerk. I think the one thing I wasn't super keen on um and kevin i'm gonna ask you to step in here but like there's a there's a female character that like just soji's with at the beginning and she's basically like hey this ultraman stuff is stupid and she like abandons ship i don't know if that's his wife or girlfriend in the movie and then there's a, a a female on set that basically they have this sort of like romance this blossoming romance and later on you find out well actually she's married and then she leaves her husband and she kind of goes on her own like career path but like that part I was kind of digging their blossoming romance, but then I'm like, I'm not sure what it truly added to the story, and I'm not sure why they included that, except to maybe just because they felt like they had to include a romance. I don't know. But that was one of the things that was kind of like, eh.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That whole,
2: the whole thing was really weird if you kind of know about the actual people, and I feel like it's got to be kind of awkward for the people in general. So basically, that was... The, the the script girl that it seems like he's having a like kind of like flirty thing with that was um, the stand-in for uh, Norikoshi Shikura, who was um, she she went on she she directed the uh, the seventy nine Ultraman kind of like compilationy movie but she went on to become a producer so she produced things like um, Ultra Q the movie and um, uh, Tokyo the Last Megalopolis. Which if you will recall are things that uh Jisoji uh directed. So it's kind of this weird thing to like be like, Yes, my 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 producer right now is this movie's being made. Here's the story about this time we kinda like had a thing going on. <laughs> like but keep in uh-huh. mind Jisoji was married this entire time also.
1: Yeah, did he also have a daughter? Like
2: Yes, yes. His daughter yeah. was his daughter was born during the run of Ultraman. Uh actually the um the actress that plays Hiroko Sakurai's character is Jisogi's daughter in this.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, that—that's kind of a weird, like, either, either liberty to tell the story or like they're basically admitting an affair in the mid- <laughs> by telling this story. It's kind of it's bizarre. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. But, like, I, that that whole subplot seemed like unclear to me
1: like
2: like the the cold woman that like is like a uh, kaiju whatever like that's clearly supposed to be the stand-in for his wife and that, that's so weird to me as, <laughs> just, like i don't know these people i don't know quite what their interpersonal dynamics were but like i would be uncomfortable if i were one of them and saw like
0: yeah and did, also, like, did they ever watched... show her ag- i don't remember
1: did they it, show dude, her again it, after, after that she comes back later on and she's like she basically admits that she was wrong about it, and she says she's proud of him. And then she drives off into the sunset, and then you never see her again. So it's a really bizarre <laughs> res- resolution to that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very strange. I, uh, I think, like, seeing some of the behind-the-scenes dynamics again, whether they're super accurate or not, I did find a lot of that pretty fascinating because some of the arguments you have about, like, what are we going to name this person, and like, you can totally see why they made this show, you know, based on alter Q* and how they they had a certain specific aesthetic they were going for. And like, when they get to the, the C-Bozu episode, he completely comes in and changes it. And I just like, you can see how people might not be comfortable with that initially. And the way the film plays it, uh, the one guy he's arguing with the entire time eventually is like, man, I've never felt sympathy for Monster before. And then he basically tells him good job. So he wins him over in that moment. So like, there are some things in the film that I think actually play off really well and they bring to resolution and you can kind of see the characters growing closer through that. And like, for, for me, like that, it, most of it works really well. The big thing to me is the, is the romance. I just, I could, you know, leave that whole thing out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that felt like filler really like, uh,
2: it's, it's a TV movie of the week.
0: They yeah. Gotta like It's got to fill that 90 minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That said, you can tell that this was the the the, the bubble economy
3: because, like, for a, for a TV movie, like this looks good. Mm-hmm. And, it does. Yeah, uh, and I, was it was this the first time that, like, because Higuchi was doing the the effects stuff, like setting that up,
2: so this this might have been like a boot camp for him for some of his later projects.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I I like Matt. I like movies about making movies, um, and you know, I mean that's that's like a whole subgenre. There's a lot of good ones, you know, Ed Wood, Shadow the Vampire, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, the whole time I was watching this, I couldn't stop thinking about how
3: how I I wish, um the Nezera movie was more like this. Um,
0: Like, because with Nezera, it's just like, oh, this happened, well, here's how we're gonna deal with it. It, Like, And and it pretty much just kind of gives you the broad strokes of how this movie was being filmed and shut down and it doesn't really give you much else besides that you know it it does it, it, you know i it just it, it just makes me feel like that was even more of a missed opportunity with 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 Nezura. i
1: honestly forgot that movie existed birds so you're 100% right <laughs> you're right
3: i uh there there's a whole sub subfield of of movies about the fictionalized making of
2: uh, kaiju movies real and fake uh but uh there are you know gonna be compromises in, in any one of them, and I think in this case, it makes sense to kind of fudge the the facts a little bit here and there in order to make something that is gonna be narratively satisfactory so yeah.
0: and i, I mean I, you you get that with any kind of biopic based on a true story kind of kind of movie you know it 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 is changed to make make it a movie, you know? So, so that's why, I don't know, like with biopics, sometimes I, I just like, I'm like, eh, you know, I, I, sometimes I'd rather just watch a documentary or something, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that no matter what kind of, like, whether it's a music biopic, uh, you know, historical, whatever they, there's always, um, you know, storylines uh that are combined or characters that are combined like multiple people combined into one character um stuff like that always happens so you know this this is really no exception it's 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 basically biopics and historical dramas are taking real life events and taking liberties to turn it into entertainment um and that's definitely what you get here like um like i said i i, I i'm not sure how controversial the Zoo stuff really was but um i i could see how they might exaggerate that to you know make it you know a piece of entertainment
3: that
2: i i don't know about but i do know that the next episode the the skydon with the sp- pulling out the spoon that was a that was a yeah. fight.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, they um the making of documentary I mentioned a little bit ago, uh talked about that. That's why I knew that was true, but um but yeah, if people remember the Sky Dawn episode, there's a part where Hayata, you know, um he's got you know, he's got to go take care of this monster and he's in the they're in the middle of lunch. And um he he runs outside and uh instead of lifting his uh is what's the god the damn vibrator thing he's got what is that beta <laughs> capsule yeah he lifts the beta capsule uh instead he pulls the, a spoon out of his, out of his pocket that he had when they were eating and he throws it away and then he and then he gets the beta capsule which uh, that's a great joke um it's hilarious i laughed the first time i saw but it but yeah yeah that that really did almost like get him fired from <laughs> the show because they were like oh you're making him look like an idiot like the hayata you know he's supposed to be perfect you know there's no way you know he would ever make that mistake and you know he's trying to kind of explain like no this 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 kind of shows that he's like he is a he's he's a human and you know it's this is a relatable joke you know it's making him seem uh more like a real person and people are going to think it's funny and you know they they like they threw a damn fit about it <laughs> But that's one of the most, I, I, there's not a lot of, uh, kind of humor like that. That's that clever in, in these shows, you know, they really are more or less just really straightforward, you know, action Mick hero guy, you know, s- kills the monster and saves the day. So I, yep. I think he, I think he made the right
1: call. So the spoon joke was gonna get him in trouble, but them shooting on in his butthole was fine.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're fine with all kinds of crazy uh Yeah crazy <laughs> monster
3: atrocities over there. <laughs> um Yeah, the 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 the, 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 there's
0: also, um, I think Eiji Tsuburaya is the only one that has his like real name still, but there's even a scene where they show him filming, a uh, uh, one of the war movies. Um, and, uh, he, he's like, sit, the, he's basically uh, like directing the, the effects, like he's in the middle. I don't know. I, I feel like this isn't how it happened because he's like in the middle of a shoot <laughs> when they when they talk to him um and
2: I, I think that's a a great example of dramatic license because you know uh hajime basically meets in a in a bar and is like hey let's go talk with my dad and they walk into a studio despite the fact that it's you know the middle of the night and he's shooting but he's up on this like thrown like above everybody else in the studio, like on this moving platform thing. And I think that that's a good kind of symbolic of just like how, uh, untouchable agent Tsuburaya was. And, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a sky dogfight sequence. So he's literally out, like like amongst the clouds, like, uh, uh, with the, with the cerulean backdrop
3: and everything. So, uh, good symbolism there. Yeah. Um also uh,
0: by all accounts um it, it doesn't seem like he got along very well with uh Tetsuo Kinjo who was like the monster designer guy um uh from what, from what i understand those two didn't didn't care one much <laughs> for one another a lot of the time um the movie kind of makes them seem
3: like you know they're they're a lot more uh, cool with each other um, than uh, than how it actually was. Um, with, uh, with 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 Kinjo or with Narita?
0: Oh, Kinjo! What the hell? Kinjo isn't he? He's not even around on this show, is he? I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Kinjo.
2: Like you, you kind of see him. At, at the beginning, in, in 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 the movie, uh, like he's he's writing on a blackboard or something while they're spitballing ideas. But like, he's yeah, no, not... he's
0: not around. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. I I misspoke. I meant uh uh, Tōl Narita, the the monster designer, um, uh, I yeah, I know, Jisogi often wanted crazy stuff, and he was just like, I I don't want to do that. <laughs> I know, uh, uh, I've heard um, uh, Gamakujira Kujira. That's the um, the pearl monster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've heard that Josoji wanted uh, that monster to be like way more visually like repulsive. <laughs> like he wanted it to. He wanted he like he wanted people to like get sick <laughs> looking at that monster. And he was just like, "What are you talking about? No." Um,
1: I reused the Baragon suit for that.
0: <laughs> no, Gamma Kujira was not Baragon.
1: Oh well, they use it like twelve times. I yeah. think I think
0: Skydon might have been.
1: Well, they, they do no, have a up. movie like where they talk about having to slash budgets, and they're going to find a way to yeah. use money, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah,
0: I, I'm pretty sure Skydon and Gamma Kujira might have been modified from the same suit. If we had Connor, our friend Connor here, he would he would know. And I'm sure if he is listening to this, he's probably oh right, the wall or something, but um. But yeah, that, that was, uh, that was an interesting, um, bit there because, um, yeah, as, as they get, as they do more episodes, you know, the, they're spending a lot of money and they're like, Hey, we can't be spending this much each episode. And yeah, they talk about how, you know, well, maybe we need to redress or modify old monster suits and make them into other monsters. And of course we saw a lot of that on ultra Q also with, uh, you know, Gomez and Litra and, um goro the monkey and a whole bunch of them and uh ultraman used the baragon suit what two three times just in that just in one show
3: <laughs> so the uh w- one of the things that i thought was neat is um in the scene where the
2: ikeda who is supposed to be tolnorita who's played by susuma kurobe who is hayata <laughs> Um when he's kind of presenting his his designs, you see, you know, the uh SIBO's design that we we know, and then you see kind of his alternate designs. And I wonder if those were actual like concept art that didn't get used or if there was just something made for the movie.
0: Yeah. I know when they're looking at the mo- the um the uh uh the ultraman art, I don't know if it's exactly the same art, but when they're going over like the look of the of Ultraman, they do show the uh the one kind of um like Tengu kinda looking. Yeah, Bemler. Yeah, the that yeah that original design. Um. Uh, it's weird that we not that that, that we don't, we don't. Speaking of Bemler, it's 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 weird that we don't really get anything about like the pilot episode.
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, the so directed the uh, the birth of Ultraman, the the live special thing.
0: Oh, did he? Yeah, I did not yeah. know that.
2: That that was not mentioned in in this at all (laughs) we get like a press conference where like photo like reporters are giving photographs and like pestering with very specific questions yeah Uh, but you know not the uh not the live special which was kind of more um would have been more apropos i think
0: yeah and uh it's most of this is depicting you know him um his struggles with the the effects guys um but yeah, we we don't really get a whole lot of uh, the actual like cast that he would actually direct. <laughs> you know, it's mostly him like what, getting mad. Like a lot of scenes will start with him like you know directing a, a scene, and then like he just like gets flustered and walks over to the effects set and starts like yelling at everybody or something. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure <laughs> if if you know what what the shooting schedules were like. But I you know I, I I'm sure it was, it probably wasn't often that, you know, you'd just literally bounce from set to set every single day, you know, um, there is that part where, like, uh, again, I don't know, I don't know if this happened, but he, he kind of crashes the shooting of, uh, the Sibuzu episode, and, you know, the monster's rampaging, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, this monster is supposed to be the nice monster, and then he gets into an argument with the effects director, and he's like, well, you go and, tr-. fine. He's like, y-, "He's like, this is my set, but fine. If you want to direct it, go. Go direct it. Go direct my stuff. And he, like, trips over stuff and, like, <laughs> basically, like, messes up the whole shoot. Um, and then, like, he stays, like, overnight to try and, like, you know, help fix everything. I don't know if that actually happened. Um
3: kind uh,
1: uh, wins him the the set girl too like she's already fawning over him because he's such a good person for fixing his mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Um and then the zoo actor they show the suit actor and it's um Kevin help me out here.
2: His name's terrible. It's uh Sandayu Dokumamushi.
0: Yes. <laughs> And uh he's in um I mean it, it, people that have watched Ultraman Ultra 7 they would know him um is he, that's a, is he Arashi? Yeah. Okay. And
2: um uh gosh what's the, the Ultra 7 character's name?
3: God. I,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it too. Like it it's one of those things where I I would I would I'm going to get upset
3: <laughs> when it'll
0: be 2am and I'll blurt it out. And my wife will be like, what are you doing? Yeah, here? exactly. Um, are there any other, I feel like there's, there's, there's some more fun cameos in here somewhere. I'm just trying to yeah, think I, of I, them. It, like a lot of the original cast is in here at, at, a, mm-hmm. at certain points.
2: Yeah. Uh, I Kobayashi shows up at one point. Um, the, the guy that plays, the stand-in for Susumi Kurobe is actually Hiroshi Tsuburaya. so um, the the grandson of Eiji that became an
3: actor and did a he he also later then played uh, so so I guess the same guy has now played
2: um, both Susumi Kurobe and um, played his his own father
3: um, Hajime Tsuburaya. so. <laughs> it's so a kind of a uh, an interesting niche to fill um, the uh yeah there's also like a part where uh
0: what the 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 girl's like drunk and he's like i won't have sex with you good night <laughs> <laughs> And like, they really, they, they they make him, like, really, like, saintly. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not saying that, I'm not saying anything happened if, you know, something like that did occur, but yeah, I mean, uh, if there's something to learn about, to know about this movie is that Akio Jusouji is always right,
3: and he's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, it,
0: it's, uh it's a uh a a pretty breezy um watch uh yeah everything really ends up like super uh uh you know it's, everything winds up in a very convenient way with uh the his boss that uh like fired him for that snowfall thing um you know telling him like oh you know you're you're a genius <laughs> we, sorry we didn't We didn't know. Um, so yeah, things, things work out a little, probably a little too perfect at the end. Still don't know what's going on with the, the, the romance stuff though.
3: Unclear. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Unclear. It's,
1: it's fun. It's, it's an easy watch. It's on YouTube. It's subtitled. It seems to be subtitled fairly well. Um, (sighs)
0: Yeah, the subs were were pretty good, from what I could tell, at least grammatically.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not like some random. You know, sometimes you watch a fan sub and they can't. Their grammar's terrible. They, you know, I know uh, Kevin probably seen this a lot, but like when we, when you watched back in the day, fan subs, they like throw in random curse words to make it sound cool. <laughs> like, oh
2: God, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so just a just an extra wrinkle on the uh, the awkwardness that that would be. You know how. Um, you know Noriko Shishikura uh was um was married her husband is the guy that directed the Zarab episode of Ultraman so he was he was working at Supero at the time also yeah, so it's not really like he would not course. have been around <laughs> <laughs> Oh man
0: Yeah they don't they yeah they all all they tell us is like you know she's married It's treated like a big surprise like Yeah like
2: like they Going out to dinner or something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm married, by the way,"
1: or something. Where uh, w- was Ultraman? Like in, in this movie, they make a big deal about before the budget slash, basically that if Ultraman is, isn't successful, the entire studio is going to shut down. Is that
3: uh, yeah, that that seems quite believable that they that yeah. they had everything on the line with this production, like and and kind of that they were scrounging up money by hook or by crook like and even even with Ultraman being a success like super productions had a rough like history yeah (laughs) they
2: kept teetering on the brink of getting acquired by different people for a long time until eventually they 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 did so
0: toho pretty much controlled a lot of them until what like the 90s or something yeah you know, yeah. So it's uh, that—that's true. Um, yeah, as far as early Superia stuff goes, I—I I mean, yeah. There's obviously Ultra Q, Ultraman. Was was Mighty Jack that around was, this time period? That was afterwards. It was afterwards. Okay. Um, because it, it got to the point where, like, you know, they were doing a few shows every year, but I, yeah,
3: that
0: yeah, they they probably weren't there quite yet here. Um, but yeah, the, they, they've always had, you know, a lot of other people controlling yeah. their assets. Th- um, there was, there's
2: no mention of Busca.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Busca was cause Subaru was still around for Busca. Yeah. AG Subaraya, I mean. Um, and th- I mean, that was a, that was a popular show, right?
3: Yeah, I think so. It had to have.
0: Been. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it still shows remember. up uh,
3: every every now and then, right? Yeah. Where's the Booska sub? Mill Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I've never watched any Booska. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how
0: I would jam with it. It's isn't it kind of like a Japanese like Barney
2: sort of. It's, it's very like Kitty. Yeah, the
3: yeah.
2: I've seen so. Uh, but you know, there've been multiple kind of iterations over the years, and some of them are more mature than others. So, yeah. who knows? What's
0: the ma- what's the <laughs> what's the mature Busca like?
2: <laughs> it, it's weird. There's like transforming superhero versions of Busca and stuff. Like,
0: did did Busca wind up in? Uh, uh, he shows up in some Ultraman stuff every now and then, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. he's been an art. Uh... R.B. or Rube or whatever they call him. I think Dinah. Mm-hmm.
3: There's a Busca's in Ultraman Dinah. Uh, yeah. That's bizarre. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I I
0: forgot all about Busca. That 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 was probably I don't know that was probably around this time ish. Um. But I mean, I've seen clips and stuff from Busca. That that thing was. I mean, that if you think the Ultraman shows are like cheap, I mean that that I don't know what how much does a Booska episode cost? I don't know. Probably not it's much.
2: Not much in miniatures. It's just
3: kind of guy in a suit going yeah, around, right? Um. Uh, uh, apparently, for uh, and just uh, other other kind of fun things. Um um so so the the guy that they um
2: that they got to play Agent subaraya had uh been uh the the lead in a mito Kalman series but they had originally and it doesn't say who they said that they originally offered it to one of the original godzilla actors who turned it down because he didn't think that he looked enough like subaraya so that would have been a cool cameo of Whoever they hmm. originally went with there, but uh,
0: 1989 would have been a lot. Who like? Because I'm assuming they
3: w- it was it would be an older person. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's mm. uh the man who the man who made Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> the only person I can think of is uh
0: Takashi Shimura, but he would have been de- oh you know I, I i i could see it being uh
3: Amamoto uh, yeah, ah yeah he's yeah, I could see that and if so, he's right, he doesn't look anything like
0: <laughs> it would it would be weird to see him play that role yeah <laughs> um that yeah that's that's my uh that's my educated or semi, or not quite educated guess. Um, seems like he'd be the right age at the time. Um, uh, so that's the, the men who, uh, what did they do? (laughs) The men who made Ultraman. I always (laughs) want to say created Ultraman. I I don't, I don't know if, uh, that's a title I see it under, or if I just made that up, but, uh.
2: I mean it's it's a translation so you know Yeah, I mean um, it's
0: the same thing, right?
2: Yeah. Um I, I want to see them there's a uh, uh, there's a movie made for NHK about Tetsuo Kinjo like just this year called The Two Ultraman and I'm hoping that That's that get, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. That that's like that that aired uh I think it aired already. I mean I, that but that's very recent. Like that's like within the last few months. Mhm. Um, is there another thing like this? I, I keep like,
2: yep. Uh, there's uh there was a, 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 similar TV drama, uh, called, uh, ultra seven that I loved. So that I think was, that's what
0: I'm thinking of, Yeah, which I'm assuming is probably the same deal only for ultra seven,
3: like the uh, same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, there was another one from ninety three uh the man who wanted to be
2: ultraman uh I don't know much about this one, so
0: who wanted to be ultraman <laughs> is it weird that the the that uh the studio keeps making movies about the people that made them famous <laughs> like
2: yeah it's it's one of the like I'm looking at the cast list this and it's it's the thing where like well if they changed all the characters names like they did in this one looking at the cast list isn't gonna help me to like know
3: who it's <laughs> supposed to be about <laughs> uh
0: yeah it's it's that's kind of strange that they keep making these i mean uh they're interesting but I don't i don't know that i've seen a studio do that at least not this much <laughs>
2: Like there was the there was a the movie where uh, um, Ben Affleck played uh, George Reeves. Right, right,
0: like yeah, that. Hollywoodland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, don't. So I, I want. I don't think I. I saw. I actually saw that movie when it came out. I don't think that was a Warner Brothers movie though. But that's like what it would be like if Warner Brothers like just kept making stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so uh the men who made ultraman uh how many um ooh, geez uh how many uh unclear romantic subplots uh do you would you give this out of five
1: uh like I said earlier i I actually really thoroughly enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would, um especially once you kind of get past the initial uh the, the like the first ten minutes of the movie, so i'm gonna give this a three and a half. I think for some people, their mileage may vary um but since I'm really interested in like how things come to be and since I love ultraman, for me it was uh despite the the bad romance, I'm at a three and a half
3: um okay uh i
0: pretty much everything you just said I give it a three and a half I give it a three and a half for the reasons that you gave. Um, realistically, it probably deserves closer to a three, you know, if I'm, you know, really gonna be like, you know, uh, less biased and more critical, but, um, you know, I, I give it that extra little bump just because I like movies about making movies or in this case TV. Um, and, uh, I, I just thought it was a charming little diversion. Um, Kevin, how about you? Take us home. Yeah, so this is
2: this is really a case where I kind of have to put myself in the in the mindset of somebody watching this on TV who, you know, this is for general audiences. It's not for weirdo nerds like me. They're like, oh, aren't they putting more references to just Soji's filmography in this, blah, blah, blah. And this was also in 1989, so it's kind of before you would have easy access to, you know, all of these materials that we have today to kind of know all of the backstory but also a good 20 some years removed from the airing of the original series. So from that perspective, I think it's a good kind of, you know, 10,000 foot overview of like okay, well here's this this thing that I remember from from time back and how it how it came together. So it's kind of, you know, like when I when I watch other biopics nowadays about things that I'm not
3: that invested in
2: but kind of know things about, uh you can you know guess which ones. But uh so from that perspective, I can I can get behind it. Uh, I just have to like hang up my own uh, nerd uh, peccadillos. But um, I think that this is I'm I'm right there with you. A, a, a solid three and a half, um, depending on what you're looking at. Like if you really want to see more of the like things that made soji interesting in his camera work, then you're gonna get less out of it. Mm. Than uh, if you're just kind of wanting that. More dramatic experience that
0: yeah. makes better. I, like, I had I had to adjust and like click into that because remember, like I said at the beginning, I sat down watching the putting this on, thinking I was watching a going to watch an Akio Soji movie, <laughs> <laughs> and that is definitely not what I got. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I, I, and I mean again, this just shows you know, just be cautious with you know English information about this stuff. I everywhere I looked. I kept seeing a- Akio Josoji's autobiographical film and it's well that's not what this is really um but anyway yeah I mean uh it's uh it's 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 a charming little movie it's on YouTube uh with with subtitles um hopefully it it stays there um so uh yeah I think I think we'd all recommend it as long as you kind of adjust your expectations and um you know kind of kind of realize you're getting a, a not quite you're getting you're getting the movie version not the historic version so yep. um all right so uh, i guess that's all we got on the men who made ultraman so uh thank you for listening and uh we'll uh we'll we'll see you next time later later bye